What's up, Husker Nation? Welcome to the Huskies podcast. It's November 30th. We are one week out from the season. Uh, we're still reeling a little bit from, uh, you know, losing support straight games in absolutely disastrous, disastrous fashion. Uh, Andrew is there. He's going to give us a little recap of his experience at Memorial Stadium, uh, both the highs and the unbelievably catastrophic lows. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, about the letter grades we're going to give the Huskers for the season on offense, on defense, on special teams, rules first year. And then most importantly, we are entering our favorite time of year, the offseason national championship period. We've got transfer portal stuff coming. We've got news. We've got updates. We've got new quarterbacks. We've got hot boards, all sorts of stuff. We're going to cover that all today. But first, it is Christmas season. It is time to start loading up. Pipeline jerky is blowing up right now. It is Christmas box season. We've made Christmas gift boxes for your friends, your family, your mom, your dad, son, your brother. Everybody can have a Christmas gift box. Pipeline jerkies. We got bags of jerky that go with the shirts, the hats, all sorts of really good stuff in those gift boxes. A uh, ton of fun. We got some koozies and stuff that are going in there too. Pipeline jerky koozies. Huskiesstore.com. If we die, we die. We've got sweethearts, shirts, hats, 30% off right now. Uh, we got Run the Damn Bowl. We got all sorts of good stuff that's going on right now uh, for your Christmas shopping season. And then land lorecom Awesome has 10% off. Use Huskies10 for land lorecom Great skin cooler routine. Good gifts for guys in particular. Made in Omaha. It is a great gift. So with that, we're going to kick off. Uh, this is our season recap show. Again, it's November 30th. Mm. Uh, we are one week uh, removed from the Iowa debacle. Uh, mm. You were there. Oh, was I ever? So yeah, should we talk about? It? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, everybody, every Husker fan has their routine. Everybody has, you know, this is this is what we do. We tailgate here. We do this, this, this. We get into the game at this time. Everybody's always early. The stadium is packed before kickoff, but everyone's got their usual pregame thing. Um, little brother had a little bit of a mishap. He, he redirected us off course. Dad was already our dad. I mean, he was just already in a panic. We have to say, right for us. Yeah, and we just we went out of the way. We went to Gretna, and so the vibe was already. Why'd you go to Gretna? Getting off track, and it, it honestly, I don't know if it lost us the game. What's in Gretna? One of his friends. We had to we had to pick a friend up. We got off track. Oh my god! We got off and, we, and we missed half the band concert. Now we now we have to catch the band. The vibe was was inconsistent. I would say that that beforehand, and all the way through the third quarter, there was still a, a pretty good sense of optimism. There Wait, so just, back up! Time out! Time out! Time out! Yeah. The routine was off from the start. The routine was off. Yeah. And honestly, Do you think I, I, I could stop there. I knew that we, I, I had a pretty bad feeling. It was overall positive, but like, man. Well, man, I mean, so if we just fix, tuning, if we just fix our routine, up, you might as well, it, it might as well be over. If we fix the routine, are we going bowling next year? Is that, I, I think at least, at least 10%, which, you know, we don't have much margin for error, but I, I would expect that like, 10% of that game gets cleaned up and improved if, if we made it for the band. But you marched, you marched in with the band. You marched in with the band, correct? Marched in, okay. let them down 10th Street. It was so cold. I mean, looks cold. You could hardly, your eyes were freezing over. The, the band sounded a little different. It was so cold that the sound waves were trend, traveling a little bit differently. 
Um, but the tubas were in were in key. That's always huge. Um, you know, getting some good shouts for the tuba guys. They were they were bringing some pretty good energy there. I felt like, and the band was doing their part. The pride of all Nebraska led us on into the to Memorial Stadium. Had to take a new route. There's construction on campus, so I mean again, um, so another, is it again. We might need to we might need to look into this. Is if the band's route is changed by construction, what's our win loss record? Because yeah, I, I mean so I didn't know anything. Yeah, so we're 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 late catching the band. It's an 11 a.m. start. We didn't hear them tune up. I don't know how good they sounded before we got there. We got. Did you have Valentinos? Did you do anything right? Follow them in. The Valentinos, lukewarm, at best. I mean, again, a lot was pointing towards a, a Nebraska loss here. The vowels, the vowels was was hardly finishable. The crust was the crust was an icicle. So this is, I mean, this isn't just an issue of like rules can't finish games. This is this, this is a program. This, this is a program wide failure. A losing. <laughs> this is what happens. This <laughs> this is a this program. Is this is a culture issue. It's a culture it's issue. A culture issue amongst yeah. the all the way down to the cooks at Val's. And wow. and I was concerned. I, I was concerned. I would say I still thought we were going to win despite all of this, but the warning signs were there. Hmm. And the it, like it couldn't have been more clear that the world was kind of was just off its axis a little bit there. But you know uh, things that we can improve. Wow, that's I mean I didn't know any of this. This is news to me, and I'm yeah. I'm definitely we had a, we should probably the There was a lot of gloves. The um, the, the clapping clapping's weird. The clapping was weird. You couldn't you can barely hear the clapping when there's gloves on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. You know, I don't know if that maybe throws the team's equilibrium off a little bit. It's like, are they clapping? Are they in sync or not? And and if the fans aren't in yep. sync, I mean, who's to say what's going to happen with the team? And so, you know, it just sounds like muffled, like pats on the back, basically, when when everyone's wearing winter gloves and clapping. I really yeah. didn't get that audible thump that I was hoping for during Tunnel Walk. Well, I, okay, so jokes aside, I will say, were vibes high up until full meltdown? Or was it like stress or where we, where were vibes at besides you screwing up everything about pregame vibes were half down because of our because of our dumb little brother uh, <laughs> half down because we couldn't muster a single yard of offense on the ground that Alle- uh, allegedly yeah and so the more and more we ran into this brick wall Iowa defense the more it was down everything was back up basically after the after the Lloyd uh, touchdown pass because at that point it looked like Iowa had a little chink in the armor then we ended up tying it uh, on a drive shortly later when it was 10 to 10 I would say everyone was ready to chalk it up to say this is it this we're gonna like Iowa can't score they can't move the ball we're doing they did, you know they didn't have a first down in the second half yeah until they needed one until they scored the game winning field goal. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, inside the stadium, I mean, the students were a little late on uh, on arriving. To, I mean, Jesus. I mean, but the, as far as like the, the vibe itself, I would say actually like it was a, okay, same old stuff to begin the game. Then we get through the uh, third quarter. We tie it up, end up uh, pulling back uh, 10 to 10, fourth quarter. People are feeling good. Lining up for the Alvano field goal, five minutes left. Vibes could not have been higher. I yeah. mean, and they I mean, he's a choke. He's a giant choke artist. <laughs> Sorry, that guy. Like, I know everybody likes him because he's from Omaha, but like, I think he's going to be great. It's just that. I mean, you talk about. I mean, that was a that was a vibe murderer. 
you know, he finished at that point. I think that there was a collective groan of like, oh my god, are we about to? Is this he finished as the fourth worst kicker in the country. Yeah, so not a dream start for his career. I mean, I, what are we doing? He's a freshman. His leg strength will only get better. He's already got a great leg. We, he already had a field goal over 50. It's just, you can't get the, I mean, the game. One for two. You can't he, missed, he basically missed an important field goal in the Wisconsin game and this game, Minnesota game. I mean, basically any game we needed a field goal, he missed. You got to be, yeah. yeah it's, and we won the games where he was clutch. Um, that was where things kind of started to hit the fan. Now, here's what we didn't expect to happen, um, like stadium-wise. Um, I don't think people really expected, after we missed the Alvano field goal, how many chances we were going to have to win the game. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. sort of, they, they together a few stupid Iowa plays that didn't work. No surprise there. We got the ball back. Then we gave it back to him again. Then they put together another terrible drive. Then we intercept the ball with 30 seconds left, and we got the ball in the 50. And and we. But they didn't. I mean, if you look at their drives, it's it's unbelievable that you lost that game. Yeah, they went three outs. We're just basically like, oh my god, we missed the field goal. Now we're gonna lose. And then we were like, oh, actually, okay, we've still got a chance. And then oh, we gave it back to him again. Oh, we still have a chance. We just intercept the ball. We are in business. And, oh, we like, I mean, it was completely unthinkable. There's second half drives, three and out, three and out, three and out, four straight three and outs. The fifth drive was a six and out, sixth drive was an interception. So they had five three and outs and an interception. Yeah. And they beat we us. We had the ball for 11 minutes in the third quarter. I and mean, they beat we were, us. We were controlling the, the play and everything up until five minutes left in the fourth quarter. We really, had flipped the game the game script really yeah it's a three i mean it was so it's such a like like the tommy hill interception is like oh we got this the holding call screwed it and then i mean that it's it's so unbelievably impossible we had the ball with the chance to win the game 31 seconds left and lost in regulation in regulation yeah 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 and i i think that the um the collective groans were like not so much with our with our players. I think there were there's people that are just like, okay, you're on the 50, maybe you're on 45, 30 seconds left. Iowa's offense hasn't done anything. Do you just play for overtime? No, we we would have lost in overtime. I don't. I don't know. I, I, no. I no chance. But well, we, we haven't scored in overtime in 15 years. <laughs> you saw what happened when we didn't. I mean, I, but I guess no, I, there, that was so each each of these games. I think that people were like, oh "My gosh!" Like the, each each of the last four finishes, I have like mostly aligned with the strategy they took to finish the game. I have been unbelievably shocked at the outcome every time. Yeah. Like the the Maryland game, I was like, yeah, you go for the win. I'm I'm cool with that. Like, but to throw an interception on the goal line was shocking, right? Like this game. Well, it's like the last possible 
outcome that you could you can't uh, even like it's and i'm sure like all of the possibilities even if there's a one percent chance we managed to find the one percent chance yeah i mean that 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 linebacker that was sitting there in the iowa game like what he didn't you didn't see him like it was like it's just like he threw it right to him like it hit him in a face mask like it's like how is that the pass he threw i mean the same like the Maryland pass, like two guys were wide open, and he threw it to the yeah. one guy, like not wide open, like the Wisconsin game. And, you know, classic it, way for each win. one, like I thought he managed the Wisconsin game to perfection. I would have managed that to a, a field goal. Everybody wanted them to throw, you know, in the Wisconsin game to try to win in regulation. I wouldn't have done that. I would have done exactly what he did in the Iowa game. You push to win in regulation. But it, the colossal failure of all four of the last four games is like. It's just so beyond. Yeah, it's it like depressing. These it godlike was, figures. It was so quiet in there afterward, and oh. just there's there's just random old men just yelling at clouds and yelling at, at rule and yelling at, at just anything, and it, it was just this whole feeling of like, of just of just why us? Like it's that's so the bad. Best way I can describe it is like no one really had specific words. Like, like I'm sitting there in the section, and it's just everyone's just dumbfounded. I mean, there, oh, it's, it was, it's, there wasn't like specific criticisms. It was just like, I, I cannot, like, you cannot even put words on this. Well, that's, I mean, there's, and there's all that stuff now. This stuff circulating again of like, okay, it's our thirtieth, it's our thirtieth one score loss in the last five years. We have yeah. the most one score losses in the hit like over the last ten years by like twenty. Like the next closest person with most one score losses is like 10. And like most all one score losses are like coin flip games. You usually go like 50, you know, 50%. We've won less than 5% of these one score losses. Five straight this year that we all lost, like not even close. So there's, uh, yeah, it's like when's it flip? And I mean, if it flips, really, is it flip quick? Like something. There's some black magic going on out there somewhere. I mean, we're running out of explanations. It doesn't matter who the quarterback, offensive coordinator, coach, kicker, the defense. It's we will find a way to not make it's, it's, it. It's also shocking because then even like the defense who was playing unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. They gave up the first drive of the second half with 20 seconds left. It's one play. It was one play. Mm-hmm. The first uh, bad play of the entire game. Happens on the first play after this, which kind of makes sense. It's like the team's let down or whatever. Twenty-two yard run. That was it, and they kicked field goal. Ball game. But if they had not, if they had not given that up, they probably make the field goal. How about the fact that Iowa was even running the ball there? I mean, like, just like, they had no intention of. They were like overtime. We're out. Yeah, like unless that's fine, we'll run the ball out or we'll run the clock. But like, then they were like, oh my. I guess we'll just put this backup kicker in that's never kicked in his entire life, and he'll make it. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it, it, it's crazy because you're like they have what it takes, but it's yeah. you know, and it's we're not getting blown out, and you're close, yeah. and all of those things. The defense played fantastic, mm-hmm. um, but it is a truly cursed program. It's just like. <laughs> This is the 30th time we've been talking about this in the last five years. Like, what happened? You know, like, think about all those frost meltdowns and, like, you're like, how did they, you know, we had that, you know, Michigan. It's like, you're about to win the game. And then Adrian fumbles and the Michigan State punt return touchdown. And, like, the list is so long of, like, that was an impossible game to lose. All we needed to do was kneel it out and we would have won. And we've lost 30 straight. (laughs) 
it's crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's tough. The, the, I think that like before the season, there was, there's probably two groups of people. There's some that were like me and you, and it was like you know, eight, nine, ten wins for sure. I still believe that this team could have gotten there with a better quarterback play yeah. and and you close that turnover gap. But there were just some moments where I think that the what rule is kind of the music he's facing in the offseason is hey, you kind of were brought here to manage these games in these last yeah. minutes. Yeah. You feel like 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 you guys put your team in position to do so. I think that my answer is this is a little more on our players and personnel than it was on them. Because when you do break it down, you've got – especially the last four games, they were in position to win every single one of those games. Yeah, but, I mean – You've got three game-ending interceptions from Purdy in a row. It's, I mean, that's – yeah. It's it's hard to say because it's drives given up by the by the defense on the last possessions overtime against Scani, yeah, uh, last drive against Iowa, the drive from Maryland that came out of absolutely nowhere from their own like yeah, ninety yard drive. I, I mean, you lose to in Minnesota thirteen to ten, lose to Iowa thirteen to ten. I mean. These are games that, like, we left a lot of points on the table. We turned the ball over way too many times. We, Our offense was just not nearly good enough, and our defense was good enough. But if you're going to win with a defensive team like that, you basically just have to – if you're going to be Iowa, then, then be Iowa and, like, yeah. capitalize on that field position and kick field goals and take the points that are given to you. I think that we were in position to win these games with how many one possession losses there were. Again, it's just that's going to be the thing that Rule faces in the offseason the most. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's, 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 it's such a confounding question to try to unpack of like, it's just the same thing. And I think that's yeah. what everybody's struggling I mean, with. It's an interesting psychological question. Like, like so yeah. the defense runs out on the field right after Iowa intercepts it. They're playing so well in the second half. They shut them down every single time. Like it, I have no idea, but is there something that is like in their brains, just like yeah. here, cut, here it goes again. Like it, right, like like self fulfilling prophecy of like yeah. they're just meant to win, and then all of a sudden there he goes running by you for twenty yard gain, basically <laughs> not even. There's, there's nothing to that. They've been stopping that all day, and so yeah. those are yeah, it's, it's, where I'm like, oh my I God, think that's do we need like it, a. Do we need a shrink on the sidelines? Do we need like what? <laughs> do we need an exorcism? It's really crazy, and like they're all good, seemingly good football players. They make big plays throughout the entire course of the game. Defense played well all season. Um, I think that's. I mean, I, I would say. You know, that's maybe we can shift into like how the season has gone as opposed to just the Iowa game. Like, yeah, I think what everybody is struggling with right now is it's the ex that was the exact same season we've had for the last five seasons, right? Points and like, just you know, like cross, cross. Well, so that no, but it's you know, as far as like, wise. yeah, <laughs> well, no, and we're just like 
Frost put Frost put the team in position to win thirty games, and he lost right. every single one score game. They were always in position. You know, we almost beat Michigan when they were top ten. We almost beat. You know, we were beating Michigan State. We were beating you know Minnesota when like we shouldn't have beat them. And like in Wisconsin, we were like you know we lost in the last second. You know, last year they they scored in the last drive of the game after we almost beat Wisconsin. Like Frost had us in position to win thirty games and lost all thirty. Rule had us in position to win nine games this year. Yeah. Or ten games, really. And we finished five and seven. It, it, I think that's what's like people are having a hard time with is like in every single time, it's a catastrophic, catastrophic turnover on the last drive of the game. Every time. So it's like, you know, Jeff Sims had it in Minnesota. Purdy did it every single you know, Purdy played flawlessly the whole game. Yeah. Something about that last drive with him when the game's on the line. He can't he can't handle it. And so like that's that to me is something you either got or you don't. And so like I get it. People like him, you know, everybody gets so like emotionally attached to guys. When the game's on the line, he throws interception. Period. Right? Like yeah. Three three straight games he has lost with the shoulder game on the on the roster. that's that is one thing that I think like in hindsight people are gonna question a little bit is that he turned out to be the best quarterback on our roster like and he didn't really get that shot now i know he i think he was hurt was hurt in the first half of the year it sounds like um but gosh he came in and uh played pretty darn pretty darn good no, he, played, he played well and, and so i think for him to be hurt so what, let, let's pivot this into that because this is like the, the grades that i was thinking about for this yeah we'll keep it on the offense first like the grades for the yeah. season because yeah. i think this is where it gets like nuanced and interesting yeah. of as we were thinking about this, right, it was like, let's think about giving grades to the offense, the defense, special teams. Okay. So the offense, like right off the bat, you know, you're thinking like they got an F. You know, that that's but it's a nuance, right? And so I think you kind of gotta break it down because you're like we scored, you know, we made, fun of, we made fun of Iowa the entire season, how bad they were. Yeah. You know they had more that we like had the exact same amount of points 18, as them. Eighteen point oh points per game for both teams. Exact same. So like we were no better, if not worse, than Iowa the entire season. That is so beyond unacceptable. Like the, the numbers are staggering. Like Bo Nix, I've played this a few times. Bo Nix and Jaden Daniels both had 50 touchdowns by themselves. And we had we had 25 as a team. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the entire team we had 25 total. So like that, there's this macro of like all these games are close and yada, yada. And you're like that. This is the worst offense in the history of Nebraska football, period, period. It's the worst offense in the country. And it's the worst offense in Nebraska football history. But I will pause and say, um, cause we said this like five or six games ago. And I think about this a lot. Like when we were five and three, I was like, if, if Rural was able to take this injury laden team yeah. to a bowl game or in position to win the big 10 West, he should win coach of the year. I think I said that like four or five games ago. He ended up losing the next four games. But like, I, I think that context is important of like, okay, you lost, we lost our top two running backs. We lost our top three wide receivers. We lost our top tight end. We lost three starting offensive linemen. And still we're in position to win nine games. So there, there's almost this weird, like, I, you don't want to give the guy a pass. Because this offense is truly the worst offense I've ever seen in my life. But you're also like, all right, he was doing it with Alex Bullock and, you know, Chubba Purdy, who's our third. And, and, you know, Harburg was a tight end to start the season. And so you're like, you know, it's sort of hard to tell, like, 
Yeah, I don't know. You, you give me your give me your grade and your breakdown because that's how I was thinking about it. Of like overall, it's an F period disaster. But he did well considering you lost nine starters. I mean, it was an absurd amount of injuries, and um, what I would give them is before the season, I think that there were offense was. I would say that I had less question marks on offense until the season started. And and so that's important because the expectation was this was going to be a C or a B offense. And it is probably a D minus at best. We were, we were outside the top 115 in basically every single statistical category. And those are not like accidental numbers. Those are, you know, I know we play some some salty defenses, but gosh, not salty enough to cause this much havoc. So, I mean, I think really, what this like, agrees, yeah. I give the only reason I give a, a D minus and not an F is because you come out and you have basically a second or third. You you have all these injuries and did manage to 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 win those games in October against teams that you know weren't great you should have beaten them kind of regardless probably should have beaten them more handily but Harburg had never started a game before yeah yeah you know northern Illinois or uh Louisiana Tech I guess was a start and he wins you some football games and you win with Harburg Purdy had never started a game before he'd thrown a couple of passes he put you in some okay positions. Lloyd had never played before. He's caught three long touchdown passes. Mal Coleman had never played in college before. I mean, so like with that amount of newness, I think, like you said, you give them a little bit of a pass that they managed to win some games. But overall, if you're doing anything more than a D minus, I think you're, you're in the wrong just because even with all of this, there's still some decently talented players. And we didn't yeah. do any one thing very well. No. We didn't end up – we wanted to be a running team. You saw how it went against Iowa. We averaged like two yards a carry. Hmm. And if you're not going to be a running team, well, are you going to be a passing team? Uh, hell no. So yeah. <laughs> it's just like so – Yeah, it's like what are we? I mean, it's, it's just considered we had a poor strength of schedule. We did not put up the points that we needed, and we certainly were not good enough uh, in the clutch. It's a uh, – it's a D minus from from me, but with hope for the future. I'm actually, well, I actually think if we break it down by position a little bit, or position group a little bit further, I think our offensive line, I would say they at minimum held even. If not, I would call them an improvement from last year. That's one positive with with a lot of returning talent, including the jerky the, baby. It's working the pipeline. And then pipeline jerky is. is and we got, got Brinks. Brinks coming in like. Yeah. So O line, I think I think I would say marginally improved. A lot less like false uh, starting penalties. A lot less holding penalties. A lot less just like crippling errors. Um, and a little bit more improved play overall. I would say there. Wide receivers. I mean, God, what do you even do? Like you, you lose four of them. Eric Gilbert is is robbing so many vapes. I mean, <laughs> just every single vape in Nebraska is, is in his his house right now. 
Yeah. Uh, played well. That was tough. So yep. receivers and tight ends, Fedoni was was solid with again super bright position group for the future. You've got Fedoni, you've got um Carter Nelson, Ian Flint coming in as well. That's that's a solid position group. And what I would say, Harburg, let's switch him back out there. Great yep. athlete for next season. Tall, up. pretty good body, bulk him up, get him at tight end as well. That gives you three solid tight end options. So, again, optimistic there. Uh, running backs, like, what would you give running backs? It's, it's sort of tough to say because, like, you know, I always struggle because we get, like, emotionally – connected to them you know and you're like i love emma johnson and anthony grant's great and i love gabe Irvin. um and i don't think anyone's like i think they're all good you know yeah. i don't think i don't think anyone when like you know when i was preparing for the game and they see emma johnson i don't think they're like uh-oh you know i think they're like oh he's he's fine you yeah. know i think he's good i think he's you know he's I'm looking at his stats. He had 400 yards, five yards of carry. Yeah, for the position he was in, not expecting to get this type of playing time. Yeah, I I, I think he's pretty solid and explosive at times. I think all three of them are good. I think that it's again, like all this stuff is like relative. Of like, if if the um or who's fourth, Grant Johnson, Irvin, and Uh, Amir Johnson. Emma and Ramirez Johnson, two Johnsons. Yeah, Emma Johnson and Ramirez, Gabe Irvin. I mean, so those guys—they're all—they're all good. I think that the are, are any of them Amir? Not even close, right? Yeah. That to me is like the—it's like kind of what you're—you know—they aren't even like Divina Zigbo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if like you know, you've got Amir up here, you know, we've got the guys from the '90s who are unbelievable, but like, let's just keep it like normal, like an Amir. Amir could win you a football game, and he could run for 200 yards a game, and he could like, you know, McNeese State put the team on your shoulders. Divino Zingbo had a bunch of those games. Yeah, Emma Johnson's good, good. I think he's explosive. Yeah. He had five yards of carry. He does a lot of good stuff. He's not like, you know, he doesn't have that like it factor of like he's not yeah. going to win you a football game, but he's good. Freshman. He, really good for a freshman. I have a diamond in the rough player. Like he was, I mean, Mr. Football in Minnesota and, and uh, came down not really expecting to get time this year, was supposed to redshirt and gets thrust into action. He had like very few power five offers, but he looks, I, I think he looks the part. Like he looks like he can definitely be a role player, even if uh, Irvin and if Johnson, if they come back okay from their injuries and stuff, I think Johnson or Emmett Johnson is still going to be getting the ball next year. Yeah, I think, I, mean, position, I think that they're going to target someone in the uh, in the portal. There, they lost. Kind yeah, of- I, well, I think that all of these like rankings is why it's like. I would agree. I think the offensive line played much better this year. Shout out Pipeline Jerky. Those guys yeah. like legitimately were playing well, a lot more consistently. Yeah. Um, they had a whole str- they had a string of two games without penalties. Iowa game was kind of a little bit of a mess, but you know, Padoni's good, and you yep. you can kind of see. And you know, I think that's the hope of like. Yeah. We a quarterback away from. <laughs> I think legitimately, if we had a slightly above average quarterback, you win eight games this year. Yep. I mean, yeah. if 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 the quarterback play is not catastrophically bad, you don't have thirty turnovers. You get thirty I think turnovers. That is true, but I think we're also multiple skill players away from that. Yeah. Game. No, and I think well, you think you also 
yeah, I think wide receiver wise, you yeah, know, I, I think talent next year. I think Billy Kemp, out there. Billy Kemp plays well above his like weight class. He's he's good. I think Jalen Lloyd's got a high high ceiling. I like him a yep. lot. Yep. Um, I think you know Washington if he is able to come back, that's a good one. Mal Coleman has an extremely high ceiling. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of talent there. I'd still like probably two transfers. You know, yep. give me like a couple fourth or fifth year senior type guys that. Are a little we just don't like is that, that the biggest problem with the wide receiver room is there's no guy, there's no you know, guy Stanley Morgan, probably his first name that comes to my head of like, hey, it's third and six. Well, it's like third and six. Like, what are you gonna do? You know, and like we just didn't have that. And I think that's I think the passing game really struggled because of that. Yeah, I, I would say that overall the the line, I'd give them a solid C. We still had quarterbacks running for their lives. We still, yeah. we still like when it counted, we weren't able to open, you know, running lanes like teams like Iowa. We still weren't able to consistently. I mean, we we barely broke any big runs or anything against them either. Part of that's on the running backs, but part of it's just, I mean, when if you're at or in two yards of carry, you're getting hit basically at the last scrimmage. Yeah. So I give the I give the uh, I give the line a solid C. Receivers. God, we had we also just had so many tough drops. I yeah, I ended up giving them a C minus. Running yeah. backs, running backs. I I think we're a victim a, a little bit of because you put nine people in the box, where are you going to go? That kind of thing. We did have a, a decent running game overall. We had a couple players that were at like Emmett Johnson. I mean, he ended up averaging four and a half per carry. Gabe Irvin was at five point one per carry. Purdy was at 6.2 per carry. So, I mean, you had if Fleeks was 7.6 per carry. Like, you had some aspect of a running game that you could rely on. I'd, I'd end up giving the running backs a B minus. Yeah. I just think where I end up. And then quarterbacks, I mean, good Lord. You just got to go. F, F. You just don't pass F. Do not collect $200. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's like, it's all of that, all of it's relative. It's like, all right. There's the, the the standard of quarterback play that would have been required to win seven or eight games, not even close. Five. You know, it's just not even they're not even in that same stratosphere. None of these guys, like Jeff Sims is probably gonna be the worst quarterback that ever put on, you know, was ever he's he's got a transfer, like there's no way he yeah. stays. Yeah, and I don't know if you heard Rules Presser the other day. It sounded like he like he was having a funeral for Sims or something. It was uh-huh. like, ah, or like, yeah, or it's like a breakup song or something. It's like, man, he was a great teammate, though. You know, he was. Yeah. It's just like, like, well, he's still, he's still alive. He's alive. Well, technically here. Yeah, I mean, it's, he just could not like. You know, you feel bad for the kid that you're like, how did you go from ten thousand yards at Georgia Tech to like you couldn't even take a snap under center? I mean, just unbelievably bad the worst, you know, interception ratio and he scored one touchdown the entire season. It was on a broken play. Just, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know what happened there. I don't know. Like Mitch Sherman has some good stuff. We're probably going to have four new quarterbacks next year. Great. Well, I mean, I think that's, I honestly want to keep Chuba. I do. I think that he, he deserves to be developed. Like he's, he's already put enough effort in here. I thought he was going to transfer this last off season. Yeah. I would 
for him to stay. He's a very serviceable. He's probably still a backup quarterback, but like if he's gonna, I agree with that. He's a serviceable, strong yeah, backup option. I saw how he, how he was. He's, he was a top ten dual threat quarterback out of high school. He just has not been developed. He's not been given the chances. We'll see if he ends up staying himself too. It seems like everybody and their mother is transferring, but yeah, I guess that's what uh, coming come back like on the the, the grades first, and then we'll talk about the transfers in a second. But the um because the again, like what I come back to is like I think Jeff Sims definitely gets an F and is probably see, like yeah, you know, I mean, you, you can't give him anything better than that. I actually think like with Harburg, it's like kids, you know, he he played eight man football and like for him to come in and win four or five games when he was supposed to be a tight end at the start of the season. Was it's it? like, part of me is like, I don't know. You kind of give the guy like a yeah. B to an A. Like, the magic like <laughs> that's like, you know, he's like a kid from Western Nebraska who just like showed up and won a bunch of games and like, he can't throw. You know? It's player. like, it was pretty cool. It's like, he, he's like barely even like could play the position. He's supposed to be a tight end. He's just like a good athlete that like just runs straight forward. So part of me is like, you know, it's like, it's almost two different spectrums. It's like, does he belong as a big 10 power five quarterback? Absolutely not. But did he do the best he could and like did really well? Yeah. That was like sweet. You know, it was like, he won a bunch. He won all of our games. Like Pretty much. every single, he won every game and all just purely on effort and grit. Um, yeah. You know, and forty, you could say the same thing as a third string quarterback to come in and like play the way he did. Outstanding. Is yeah. he a power five quarterback that should be playing and starting at a Big Ten conference? No. Yeah, I think the I think the rule is overall like the big picture is in regards to Satterfield. Like, I think you have to give him the benefit of the doubt and say hypothetically, if we had our full roster here and stuff this this year. It's probably worth another win or two, I, but I don't know that. So next year is going to be, I, I think. Yeah, judgment. I mean, I, I go back and forth. Like everybody, probably. everybody hates Satterfield piling on and stuff, and I'm not a huge fan. But like, the only if you watch the replays, there are people open on every play. Yep, <laughs> and like every like every running play. But we're there's like a, there's like a wide open hole that they didn't see every pass play. Is like like even even the interceptions. You're like, oh, that guy was like wide open, and yeah. he's just you know he threw the linebacker instead of like the wide open guy. So there's like, yeah, I don't know. You there, was some, there was some there were some tough situational uh, game management decisions. I would say as a coordinator right now, he he still had not earned more than a D. Anybody that no. is outside the top 100 in offense in just every single category. You you got to earn it for us. Yeah, yeah it was. I mean, it's just something. like the, the some concern. Of injuries, some of that's losses. Some of that's inexperience. Some of it's yeah. you know, transitioning to a new regime. But it overall, it's like, man, you have got some horrid defenses that you get, you were going against. Yeah, you you got to figure it out. Yeah, you got to find out how to win. I mean, I, but here's so here's there's the grades of like those guys, and it's like it's almost weird to grade them because I'm like these guys aren't even like. None of these guys are even like real quarterbacks. I can't even believe we have to talk about them. It's like, then you look at the, um, so the quarterbacks the portal already. And I, it's crazy because I think basically every quarterback in the country is going to be in the portal. You're going to have, Just, yeah. Like 2% of starting quarterbacks were transfers last year, this last yeah. year. I, so you're you're going to have your pick. 
of whoever you want. The, the, there's the concern and the opportunity. The concern is they went all in on Jeff Sims. So they have like, yeah. well, he's going to go win title at Georgia next year. <laughs> yeah. You question like their talent evaluation, but the optimism side is you're like, all right, you look at the portal, you got Will Howard straight yep. out of K-State. That's Love a big it. one. I think that's like number one that people are excited about. Riley Leonard's probably going to go from Duke to Notre Dame. It sounds like Tyler Van Dyke, the kid from Miami, um, I don't love him. Tyler Shaw, Shaw from Texas Tech, pretty good sure. player. Yeah. DJ Ukulele, Blake Shapin from Baylor, Nate Johnson, Gary Bohannon, Grayson McCall. I mean, there's dudes in the pool that have thrown for 10,000 yards, which yeah. we, we learned our lesson with Jeff Sims. He's broken me. I don't even know. Is that good? I don't even know if that, I don't even know if that matters anymore. But wrong? like, the point being is there's like real quarterbacks with yes. real experience yes. in the portal. Correct. And we don't need to like develop Harburg to try to pretend like he's going to be something good because he's not like that. I, I was, I guess I always come back to this thing Mike Leach said. I like hang on to this a lot. Mike Leach, RIP, but like total, totally brilliant developer. He was like, you can't coach accuracy. And he's, he had this whole like diatribe. If you like look it up on YouTube, it's great. It's like 10 minutes long. Whereas basically, like when I start recruiting kids, I want the kid who's like five, six, seven years old who throws a snowball at the stop sign and can hit it from 30 yards away. Like he's that accurate and he's accurate in high school. If he's accurate in high school, he's going to be accurate in college. And if he's not accurate in high school and if he's not accurate in college, he's not all of a sudden going to get accurate. Like an inaccurate college passer is not all of a sudden going to get accurate in, in the NFL. Like that's just not how it works. And so that, that to me is I was like, look at these guys. I'm like, okay, show me your accuracy of your high school career, of your college career. But like our guys are, wildly inaccurate they're just not it's just not you can't coach harvard to like see the field in one off season that's just it's not how it works so i'm like i'm i don't know i'm, I'm clearly over them but like harvard completed 49 percent of his passes purdue was 54 you know sims through a bajillion interceptions but these guys in the portal are like ten thousand yard passers with 60 yeah. to 70 percent completion percentage get one of these guys but, i mean portal season is is perfectly timed with the christmas season it's just this is what this is what gets you through the holidays is like there these are just like shiny ornaments on the tree and you're just and you're and you're looking at them and the second you land one you you put it on you put it on top of the tree for everyone to see and you, you invite your friends and family over and say look at this shiny thing this this Here's, next all right number. i got some i've got some hypotheticals that i just thought of this is it i got some hypotheticals that i just thought of that we haven't thought of we talked about so <laughs> rule came out this week and this made like national headlines, but it was like a good, an elite quarterback costs yeah. between one and $2 million per year. Right. That's so much money. Um, yeah. A lot of money, but it's not, you know, it's, just, not it's not our money, but so here's, here's the question is I'm going to break it down a few different ways. One, do you pay the money for one elite quarterback? Say you have the 2 million or 1.5, whatever it is. Right. Do you get the elite quarterback one? Yep. Could, could get hurt. You know, McNamara got hurt at Iowa. Like any of these guys gets hurt. Yep. Or do you try to get three $250,000 quarterbacks that are all fine or one to two of them? Like yeah. if I give you a, let me get, I'm going to give you a pool of $1.5 million. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Specifically for Nebraska, I would take two. I would take two. Uh, not three. 
I think Danny Kalin's got potential. He's a development project. You'll have you'll have him on the uh, on the roster next year. I think you try and keep Chaba Purdy around, and then I think you pick up two more quarterbacks. The reason would just be the the one stud is exactly that. It's the the biggest thing I think is I don't know if if we know what we want to be with the quarterback quite yet. Yeah, I know. I'm interested to see who they go after in the portal because they went after Sims and, and obviously he's got legs and he can, he's a fantastic athlete, but, but the best offenses that Satterfield has had were when Rattler was just firing on all cylinders last year. And so I, I don't know. I'll take Rattler. Where they want to go. I think the obvious the obvious safe option is someone like Will Howard that has come from like okay yeah he's run RPO offenses like he can he can move the ball in multiple ways I think that obviously everyone wants an elite dual threat um, but there's not that many out there compared to like you know those that can basically just sling the ball so I I think it's actually going to be pretty telling like what kind of offense they want yeah. to be based on who this next transfer quarterback is. Yeah, it's a good point. Like Kalen has a take two for the very reason that I want competition for I want to know who is going to be the most elite. Yeah. I, as opposed to putting all my eggs in one basket. There's so many good. there's so many good options out there. There's They're so all many good options. Like former five star quarterbacks that aren't going to be a million dollars. But yeah. it's, it's it's going to be interesting to see who they do end up taking. But yeah, that's that's my answer, and I would stick to it. The other part of things is you got to consider, like, okay, you you sign someone for a, a million bucks or whatever, and the uh, you know third string receiver is making ten thousand. Like, what does that do for your locker room or like yeah. the guys that are there? And that's a tough. Yeah, one. Yeah, but that's that's the, the reason that. Out development so it would be that's the reason that every single player in the country is going to go into the portal to find their true like free agent market value um and they're going to figure out what people are willing to pay for them and all this stuff but um no it's interesting predicament because I, I i err on the side of uh, give me the elite quarterback i just think it you look at every team in the top 10 it's true top 15 i mean yeah bo nicks changed the entire trajectory of oregon Jaden daniels is the best player in college football, Jalen Milrow down at you know Alabama. Like every single one of these guys has an absolutely elite quarterback. Like you watch the did you watch the end of the Alabama game? Oh yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, like that type of a play that Milrow made. Yep, just sitting in the pocket, like hey, I'm you know it's fourth and thirty one. Just throw I'm an just, absolute laser beam. I'm just gonna throw an absolute dart to the back corner of the end zone, and the only guy that can catch it is my guy, and gonna win the game. <laughs> I, it's just uh, that to me is like the the mid level average quarterback most important position in all of sports. It deserves to be the most expensive in the portal, but I just gosh, I struggle with like the, the distribution of of money these days is tough. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, you got to re recruit your own players too. I mean, rules got an uphill battle right now to keep everybody on campus from saying hey yeah. i put my speed on display no one gave me a power five offer last year what about now yeah and it's i think it's yeah some it's, recruiting i mean you hear any of the coaches they're all freaking out about it and they should be you know yeah. i think every single player on their roster is 
looking yeah. and you know as out there he's, he's got his work cut out for him honestly with, yeah with, that's where i think it's something and when i think that like but I, again i always come back to like the excitement for me in the transfer portal is the opportunity of like you can flip your roster instantly yeah and there's you know four teams like colorado before, yeah I mean, what a disaster that is you you could be colorado <laughs> but I, I mean you can like i i guess you even take the pre-portal era you had to wait. You're like, oh, but like, wait until you know this class that's coming in in three years when they become juniors. You know, it's almost this like five year cycle. And now you can just be like, nah, I'm just gonna get, I'm just gonna get the best quarterback. I'm gonna get this like wide receiver, and I'm gonna get this like running back. And you're all of a sudden like, oh, well, okay. Um, just I don't know. I just think there's a ton of good football players yeah. out there. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be end up with i think that we are going to have a heavy focus on skill players i think the that how it's going to end up breaking down as we go after one probably two quarterbacks i do think we go after a running back after unless we get uh another freshman in the like if we are able to flip somebody losing koan lacy i mean he sounds like he might even go to bama nice that's, that's, that's a tough recruit and then yeah you know we lose carlin jones to ohio state but different story uh, and then I think we're going to go after, I would still expect us to go after another O-lineman, um, although we got some solid recruits coming in to beef that up and a good amount of returning. And that's probably how it's going to break down on offense is like two receivers, one or two quarterbacks, probably one or two O-linemen, um, and then maybe a running back. Is yeah, I think the, it's just hard when you look at our roster of like, even if all these guys come back, they're all hurt. You know, like off injury, yeah. Every single one of them, it's like, all right, IGC, he'll come back. Like he's coming off a major injury. Marcus Washington is coming off a major injury. Like Gabe Irvin's coming off a major injury. Ramir Johnson's coming back for his like nineteenth year after his like ninth major injury. It's like we get it. It's our whole offense, yeah. Well, but it's like these these guys aren't like, you know, it's like, oh, we aren't getting like eighteen year old Ramir Johnson. We're getting like. 25 year old Ramir Johnson with four knee surgeries, you know, this is like, he's, <laughs> just hobbling. Yeah. They're just, you know, it's like these guys are just like limping through their careers. Oh, no. And now, and now they like, he's using a scooter six months a year right now. Yeah. It's like, these guys can like barely walk and we're like, ah, they're going to come back. Like, well, we want them. All right. Uh, on to the defense grades. So defense is like, the, the I, I I had an A like I'm just like I don't know they're an A that's is the best defense ever but I think they're probably maybe like A minus B plus yeah um no more in, in in B range yeah I mean it because you I, the only the only hesitation I have on it because again it's all in, for me it's all in the context of like Frost defense were so bad you know that like. And he just never cared about defense, and they were just never good ever. That the fact that we had what four or five games where we held them to under 13, 14, 15 points is incredible. Yeah. Um, but they weren't, you know, but they gave up a lot of bad game losing drives. So it's, it's, I don't know. I, and again, if you're like ranking is against like the Indominus Sue years, Indominus Sue won games by himself. Like, <laughs> You know, he's like, I'm just going to win this game, and I'm going to force a turnover. I'm going to get a sack. I'm forcing. You know, they weren't quite that level, but they're pretty darn good. Good enough to win your games. Yeah. I, the reason I so I would end up I 
because I just love Nebraska football. I give everyone pluses on random things, but I'll give them a B plus. I the reason is like it just comes down to the competition that we ended up playing against. Yeah, and like I think that our numbers just end up getting inflated by the fact that the Big Ten West <laughs> so bad. A bunch of toddlers running around chasing yeah. each other. So we played two, two decent offenses the entire year. They got crushed. Colorado and Michigan. Yeah. Colorado puts up 36. Michigan puts up 45. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where I say, gosh, I how good was how good would they how good are they gonna stack up against you know USC, Washington, Oregon? I, I would say that we're I have reason to believe that we'd be holding them to less than 30 based on this season. Now, I think that they can keep getting better. I think they will keep getting better. I think they are a vast improvement, and they are my biggest hope for the future, for sure. It's, and the number one priority of the offseason, other than a transfer portal QB, is lock up Tony White. Do not let him leave. Yeah, it seems like um, so San Diego State didn't go for him. USC didn't go for him. Good. Um, so I'm, yeah, it seems good. good. He's not ready. Yeah, I agree. Same here for three years. Um, I have similar concerns. I also wonder if, like, I mean, losing Luke Reimer is bad, but you keep yeah. Ty Robinson, you keep Nash. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I, I don't know. It's interesting because yes. I'm like, what, what's, the, what is Rule trying to do? And I'm very okay if he's trying to build from the defense out. That's great. Yeah. So, defensive wise, um, yeah, and you still have a chance to return uh, to return Gifford. Like a, he he could come back for another year here, but you just had so many players that you were waiting to see your their potential, and then it's almost like Tony White shows up and he's like, "Oh, you can be good. Go ahead." Yeah, exactly. Good. So Omar Brown, I mean, like he had a great season. I mean, yep. he was second on the team in tackles. Javen Wright, I mean, you hadn't really. We've been waiting and waiting for him. He's a junior. Yeah, he had fifty-one tackles. He's, he's yeah, tied for second on the team in tackles there too. John Bullock, former walk-on, like he turns out to have a great. Like, great. So I I think that like on on the one hand, we have players that were maximizing their potential, and that's what we wanted to see on offense, and we did see it on defense. And you have freshmen that are giving you huge hope for the future. Cam Lenhart, Prince Will, like. These guys are solid players that are going to continue to get better. You'd heard a lot of. I mean, he was a great player. Jamari Butler last year. Suddenly this year, he's the impact player. You heard a lot about Nash Macker going into last year. He was all right this year. He's one of the best in the conference. Ty Robinson. Suddenly he just is. I mean, play, he was a man possessed. It was crazy. Played really well. Luke Reimer, I mean, he's hitting his potential. Even Henrich had a pretty solid year as well. I mean, so all of these guys, anyways, I guess what, I, what I'd break it down to is we need to keep him around because we need some consistency there. We need to keep developing. The depth there is far better than it is on offense. And we need to keep every single human that is on that defense around for another year. Yeah. Defensive um, line, I'd probably give them a – an A minus. Yeah. 
only problem with them was getting to the quarterback in in right. key moments. That was probably that was probably it. But the run defense was but they did pretty nasty. It's like I'm kind of I'm like thinking through my head of like they did enough to win every game this season except for Michigan and Colorado. You know, in like you know they were there and like there's a back breaking interception in Minnesota, back breaking. You know, Iowa. It's like Tommy Hill intercepts the ball thirty seconds left. If you're Tommy Hill, you're like. That's a game-winning interception. Oh, no, we lost. You know, it's like, oh, wait. Like, you know, they got to hate the offense. I, I go back and forth because I think they, you know, they allowed the touchdown to Minnesota in overtime – or, excuse me, Wisconsin in overtime. They allowed – you know, Maryland drove the field 90 yards. But up until that point, yep. he held, you know, to his little brother to nothing. He couldn't do anything all game, and then they gave up an inexcusable drive. They shut down Iowa completely. They shut down Wisconsin completely. Yeah. I think the D line was my concern going into the year, and now I think it's one of our strengths going That's into right. next year. I'm super nervous about losing um, Reimer. Yeah, linebackers. Linebackers going to be somewhere where I think we need to hit the uh, hit the portal up a little bit there, because you've got a couple key pieces coming back. Reimer's tough to replace, though. Bullock could come back as well. Um, that'd be fantastic if he did. Um, but that's going to be another spot where you see us hit the portal. I'd also like to see us go after like an elite pass rusher. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you've got Jamari Butler that can uh, that should be back again. Henrich is done, so uh, he's out of here. Reimer is done, so he's out of here. You've got some immediate needs that are probably going to be there, though. Um, and I think you need to see probably a solid defensive end that comes in someone that can get to the, to the passer, somebody that's going to compliment Prince will, uh, Ben Popple, Len Hart on the outsides, MJ Sherman, hopefully he stays around. He should be solid, but then we, we got to add to that depth a little bit. And then the final thing is that is our, uh, is our secondary secondary is tough. Like I, they made some, some, I mean, Tommy Hill had, very up and down season like getting yeah. burned one minute and then picking things off the next i guess i would give them a i think i'd give the secondary the lowest grade our past defense ended up being the worst part of our team and that's kind of a that's kind of the breakdown yeah. there and why i think we we end up going after a linebacker and some elite defensive backs in the portal maybe a pass rushing defensive end and then that's it i think then we're just fixed <laughs> that's it I, I mean i just think there's there's an element of it's truly the first season you know in 10 years it's just crazy how different <laughs> offense and defense was of like and first time in like 10 years probably since those two years that every time i went out there wisconsin went out there maryland went out there i was like they're not doing anything i haven't felt like that in forever yeah and so it's, it, it, it's, it's almost like that. it was more shocking when you're like, wait, Maryland scored a touchdown? Like, I can't believe they just did that. Like, I always kicked a field. Like, I can't believe. But like, we just we gave up so few points that you were shocked when something happened. Frost, you were shocked when they stopped something. You're like, oh man, you know, we had those some of those shootouts that we had with Frost were like 52 to 49 type shootouts. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, on the offense, it was like I was so shocked when we got when we scored. You know, our one of our few touchdowns. So it was a weird like. It's like, can we just be in the middle of like, you know? No, no, we we can never have such things. Uh, but yeah, that's I think that's where I'm at on that. How right. would you rule? So, how would you grade rules per season? 
Yeah. Um, well, special teams first. Um, C. F. <laughs> okay, actually, I, yeah. All right. So here's the thing special teams needs to do in a game. Make field goals. F. You're right there. Uh, return punts. F. Okay, F. so you're right there, too. Oh, for two. Kick returns. F. Kick returns. F. Uh, block block to kick. Blocks kick. That was sweet. A little upgrade. Um, and we had a couple of crippling turnovers on punt return. So, yeah, I'm downgrading. Well, I'm down to a D. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, I will say it's, uh, again, I feel like I'm like broken records. Like, it's all relative. We didn't have – it's like Frost was so bad at special teams. Like Frost couldn't make PATs. Yes. You know, and, like, we couldn't punt. We were getting punts blocked. And I mean, we also know, like, averaged 40 yards per punt, 4-0. This year? year? Yeah, whole year. Yeah. Um, it's not great. I think they're – I mean, that again, like, I think it's – I actually think special teams was, like, sort of an improvement from Frost because Frost was, like – it he was didn't just like participate. Non-participation. We never even practiced special teams. You know, okay. like we couldn't kick PATs. Punters didn't even know where to go. Like that was the most shocking. You know, the terrible special teams. The special teams wasn't like they they weren't that bad. Like we got punts off. We, yeah. we I don't think we had a punt blocked all year. We didn't have a kick blocked all year. Like we didn't have like game changing turnovers. And that you know they didn't return a punt all year. Like Frost had the game losing punt returns multiple times. You know, like, you're like that's yeah. crazy. Um, but they also didn't do anything. No. Well, I mean, yeah, we, did, we still had a couple of muffs, and then, like, Ethan Nation fumbles against Iowa on his That's true. That's one nasty about Ethan Nation. Even though we blocked <laughs> but we blocked two field goals against Iowa. There was just a lot of up and down. Yeah, I guess I'm not giving enough credit. Two blocked field goals against Iowa, plus the blocked kick against yeah. Purdue. There were some highlights. Those are Ooh, better here's, than nothing. here's our here's our punt return averages, which is what really brings things down. Averages? What's what's Billy Kemp, average zero? Six, Billy Kemp had six returns for 24 yards. Ethan Nation had seven returns for 23 yards. So that's a that's a 4.0 and a 3.29. Tommy Hill, one return, one yard. That's, that's a 1.0. Alex Bullock, two returns, zero yards, 0. 0.0. Mr. Blutarski. Uh, 0.0. I mean, but that's, you know, again, that comes out like, what are you getting from the portal? Can we get one athlete that knows how to return a kick? We have them on the team. They just got to do it. It's like, I I mean, but I I think Bushini was probably like the biggest disappointment of the year of like, that is when, you know, we, everybody mocks Iowa and you make fun of them and like, you know, they deserve all the ridicule. That dude puts the ball on the five-yard line every time he kicks it. That is diabolical that he's able to do that. Bushini yeah. is like, you're, you know, if, if, it's, if you're on the 50-yard line, he'll punt it to the 20. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, got, uh, just yeah, go the for last, it. The last, in the last four games, all losses, his punting averages were 39.8, 35.2 against wisconsin just go for it. 35 yards just go for it it's like that it's, you want to see this close to 50 35 Oof. But in this conference uh, in this conference michigan state 35 in this conference with the low scoring games and the way that the, you grind it out you need an elite punter yeah and 
If you're going to play Iowa one ball, Iowa won 10 games without gaining first downs and an elite punter. It's crazy. But yes. Or yeah, I mean, our special teams wasn't, it just wasn't even a thing. It's like there's no, it just you know, wasn't enough to flip any of these games. And in fact, it probably ended up hurting us because we couldn't, we couldn't hit field goals when it really mattered. We couldn't return punts when we needed to flip fields without an offense. Like you got to try and find mm-hmm. any single yard you can. We didn't make a difference on kick returns. We sometimes had some field goal blocks that were super clutch. Like that was that's kind of the summary of the season. And uh, yeah, downgraded C to a D. I might even D. go D minus now that I'm now that I'm saying it. But I'll go, yeah, I'll go I mean it's D. truly like your defense is the only thing that gets anything like remotely passing. If there just was no redeemable qualities on offense, and yeah, that's <laughs> there's not. Oh man. All right, but so on to the coaches. Yeah, rule overall. Huh. So where are you at? Year one. You first. I think I am at. He was dealt a very rough deck, starting basically in August. Um, if we do this as a full calendar year, starting from when he was hired, he won the first eight months of his uh, after being hired. I mean, he won us. Easily another offseason national title. Yeah. I don't think it was ever in doubt. Um, and it was probably one of our most commanding yet. I mean, even the fact that we were in any sort of Big Ten title discussions and stuff, despite the year we had, that was that was all great. The things started to fall apart. Um, really, at, like that Minnesota game, you, we started to have some creeping questions. Colorado, you already had some people saying, what in the world is different this year? And then the other side saying, all right, let's be patient. We were patient. We looked better against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech with an with a tight end that had converted to quarterback. That's a tough deck of cards yeah. that you're being dealt there. For your first season that your transfer QB that you had honed in on and wanted to basically stake your season on just did not work out and he was a little hurt but also a little bit benched (laughs) so you're benching your transfer quarterback yeah i actually give him props for doing that he made some the changes that were needed and he we he put us in position to win games life was pretty good when we were five and three the last four games i think he started to lose some believers but it is absolutely, without a doubt, there is so much hope already for for next year because of what I, everything that he says in press conferences and everything that he believes and everything that he's put on paper all seems to say he knows exactly what we need to be doing. I mean, he's, he'll come out and say it. He knows we need a, a transfer quarterback. He's already saying his yeah. part of words to Jeff Sims. He knows exactly he knows that Tony White should stay. He wants the best for him, but he's gonna do everything that he can to keep him around. He knows our offense is not good enough. He's going to do what he can to improve things. So I don't think there's any reason that I have lost any hope yet. Every single thing that he says, I'm just like it's like I'm in church and just giving him amens. And I will continue to believe in him as a as a coach. But this next season, 
a lot of this is going to come down to what kind of what kind of QB are you getting? Are you going to be stubborn and and not fire an O coordinator if if things yeah. still go wrong? And that's that's where this offseason becomes like super super essential is because he was dealt a crappy hand this year. But if you fix, if you plug those gaps, if you recruit well, if you if you pour the money in like you say you're going to do, you pour the effort in like you say you're going to do, this is definitely, I, I see no reason to give him anything lower than a B or a B plus based on the cards that he's been dealt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, you kind of hit a lot of the points. Um, I struggle with this because like when you're coming off four straight losses, I'm like, it's, to me, it's 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 just a it's such a missed opportunity. He missed such an opportunity to win one of those freaking games yeah. and go to a bowl game, you know. And so it's hard to it's hard for me to kind of give him anything above like a C when you're like, you know, in that specific context where you're like, these teams suck. It's, it's, they, they these teams suck. suck, and you just win one game, and you're going to Detroit or you're going to Nashville to play like oh, yeah. the Music City Bowl or something. Wasabi Bowl, that is something, something to because like think about. I, I keep thinking about like we won that you know the Iowa game last year. God, it, it was just like that was all this fan base needed to just like be like yes. Yeah. We are back. We've got this thing. The boys are still rallying together. And he instead lost, you know, finished with a like, oh my God, like this guy's, you know, can't get it together. Yeah. But I think in the con, again, so that's like the immediate reaction is like, the, you know, see what a failed missed opportunity. The, the broader probably ranking is, I, I kind of am like even trying to figure out what rule is, right? Yeah. So I think he's an elite motivator. Right. Yep. I think the like, you know, the, if we die, we die. Like he's got this potential to like, he's a perfect motivator for 18 to 22 year old. Or now it's like 18 to 25 year old kids. Perfect. And I think that's his thing. Cause he's like, it seems like he's not the offensive guru. He's yep. not a defensive guru. He doesn't seem to be like an offensive line guru. He doesn't seem right. to be a defense. You know, he kind of doesn't have like a thing besides being the motivator. He's not a good in-game manager. He doesn't seem to like, you know, so you're kind of like, what's his thing? And his thing is he's fantastic motivator. He's great with the media. He's great with alumni. And he, so like, if he's a CEO coach, great. Um, so I think in that instance, you're like, all right, that's, I still believe, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not backing down that he's not the guy. I think yeah. the concerns are exactly what you're saying. It's like he doubles down Jeff Sims and you're like, was he dealt a bad hand? Yeah. He also didn't do much to like, fix it in the off season. And again, I'll, I'll give him a pass. Cause it's like, you're coming straight from the NFL. You just got fired. He doesn't have like all of his recruiting ties in a row to like lock down a bunch of like quick transfers. So he like quickly got Jeff Sims. He quickly got fleeks. Fine. Right. Yeah. He got Kemp. Fine. You know, he got, he got a couple guys. So I kind of give him a little bit of pass. Cause part of me is like, dude, why didn't you just get better players in the off season? Maybe he didn't have enough time. You know, he seemed to be really content with what he had. Um, so I think in that, you know, I'd like, you know, you give him this off season. If like he loads up on town, it's like, yeah, dude, like he can recruit, you know, getting bricks yeah. is massive. The um, overall class right now. And you know, he can recruit and he can, he can recruit and he can motivate. And that's incredible. And if we're just a, you know, we're 26, like 26 commits, we're like 11 points away from being an eight win team. But he's gonna have to like, 
he's going to have to figure it out quick because yeah. in, in next year's season sets up really well for that. You could start seven and zero, like if you don't screw up the Colorado game, you yeah. know, but, um, so I, I don't know, I guess I'm like somewhere in the, like, it's a weird C plus B minus. And I give him like a C plus just cause I'm like, yeah. God, you could have, you could have given us like selfishly given the Husk guy, just one, just win something. And like we would pop it to the moon, but now it's like you can't say anything on the internet, and people are just like, "Shut up, God, he stinks." You're like, "Oh my God, dude!" Like all you have to do yeah, is win. People suck. Like, how do you lose all of your games in November? That's like almost impossible. Undefeated October and defeated November is pretty tough to do. Oh. I think the things that are giving me a lot of hope is, um, you lose, you lose this much talent. And you still managed to to put together, you scrapped together some wins by completely changing what you thought you were going yeah. to do before the season. And that's, well, I think that's that's, that's exactly it. Is that that to me is like what it's you know what we said at the mark shift. Where we're like, if this guy can make a bowl game with you know basically walk ons, what will happen if he actually gets good players? Yeah, that should be awesome. Like that's that's the biggest hope of this whole thing of like if you can win yeah. five games and have I a, love you know, our walk-ons but they are no, it, it's not there's no no I'm not trying to disparage the walk-ons but like you need elite players to compete in the Big Ten and he was able to win all of all the game all the games in October playing with guys who were like barely recruited very lightly recruited and if you all of a sudden get elite talent in does that you know is that a floodgates opportunity so like. But you know what offenses you run? I don't even know. It's like I don't know. That's like what's the, gonna be like. That's where this off season ends. I mean, every off season is essential, and we will continue to win every single title if it's under our control. But it starts with like, who are you? The portal is there to target your immediate needs. It's it's not like your depth comes from your your freshman incoming recruiting class. Like these are guys I'm going to develop. These are guys that are going to. We want them to come back for two, three seasons, uh, and you re-recruit those. That's that's where we are going to end up winning a title. Is number one, if you don't see, you know, fifty players jumping ship and starting their own hashtag, you know, we leave in like Colorado yeah. last year. Yes. Number two, can you lock in Tony White? Would be absolutely huge. And it sounds like he's going to be out on the recruiting trail this week. So I'm hopeful that he is coming back. Number three, can you hit those portal targets that you need? And then number four, you lock in. I mean, you've got 26 recruits that are believers in in rule right now with a yeah. top 25 class and a losing record. And we haven't been to a bowl in seven years. Like, holy cow, if we start, if we do start stringing together some wins, for God's sake. Well, that's, I mean, it sounds, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. No, I like, can do that. I look at next year's schedule. Here's, here's a wild one. So UTEP's the first game. They just fired their head coach. Second yeah. game. Is Colorado, who's in a um, complete free fall. Dumpster fire. Third game is Northern <laughs> Iowa. Fourth game is Illinois, who we were able to beat this year miraculously. Purdue, we beat this year. Hopefully, they don't get Love any better. It. Rutgers, hopefully, they don't get any better. Indiana has a new coach. And then, so you're seven, you could be seven and zero going into Ohio State, but then you go Ohio State, UCLA, USC, Wisconsin, Iowa. So you could start seven and zero and finish seven five again. But that seven and zero will be sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Colorado's yeah, I mean, recruiting class is sixty fifth. 
Well, he lost. They lost their top two top quarterback recruits, their two top wide receiver recruits, and their offensive coordinator and their tight ends coach in like 48 hours. It's been like diabolical. They're they're Um, broke. And I always right. We got to wrap this thing up. Yeah. So I got to, it's late. What, um, off season wise. So here's stuff I'm, I'm pumped for portal season. Freaking love it. It is my favorite time of year. Um, I'm just, I'm honestly like, relieved in some instances like i mean i think going to a bowl game would have been incredible i'm relieved in the sense that we don't have to like this 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 should be mad rules worst season in nebraska and if that's the case i'm cool with that yeah yeah i mean he's got he's he's gonna have some uh, he unfortunately yeah i don't know it's like it sucks right now don't let me like it it just is killing me like what braun did at northwestern he shows up in September, and they're like, "Hey, you're the head coach now," and like he'd only been coaching there for six months. None of those guys are his players, and he won seven freaking games. And now he's a god. Like Matt, he had such a rule had such an opportunity. Win two more games, he wins coach of the year, right? Like he becomes, yeah. and instead, it's like, Ugh, I don't know what's going on. So I think that's like the disappointing yeah. part. I think, um, but I do think, like we are, even though Colorado beat the hell out of us, like we're in much. We're a much, I think, a better foundation. I agree that he built a better foundation than them, clearly, right? Like, but you know, it's it's just tough to say. So I, I'm excited about the portal season. I'm excited about transfers. I'm excited about everything, all the potential coming out of it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm like the season. He's a businessman that, at heart, he totally, he already like, even though the portal never existed when he last coached in college he already seems like he has got a pretty good grip on this and he understands I think the NFL helps him man recruiting he understands that there is a business behind this he understands that he's basically contracting players and for him to he already in one season last year he kept so many players around that were that were on the fence so i am expecting he's going to be able to re-recruit pretty well we're going to lose some players it's going to be tough but if he did it last year in a transition year, I think if these players are brought in, they're coming back. We've got 26 recruits right now. We're sitting pretty right there. We're going to add in the portal again. This is the most wonderful time of the year if you can get past the fact that we're not playing in a bowl game. So there's so much yeah. to look forward to now. Yeah. Well, you can you can quickly yeah, write that off. Like, I don't want to play in a bowl game anyways. No, I thought it's just... <laughs> They're overrated. Wasting time. We didn't need practices, you know. No, who wants um, to go to Detroit in December? Yeah. Anyway. All right. Everybody, thanks for listening to the House Guys podcast. This has been a good season. Right. We'll continue to do some stuff in the offseason. We gotta figure it out. But thanks for listening. It's been fun to kick this thing off. <laughs> okay. We'll catch you guys later.